So please, you've joined us. I have good news for you. God is not angry with you. He loves you and he has a destiny for you to fulfill. He wants to do a work in your life that no man can do. And I'd like to open and pray. I pray, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Lazarus, Son of the living God, that, Lord, you'd grant to your servant great boldness this day to bring your word, that, Lord, you'd stretch forth your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. For this reason, the Son of God was made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. All God's children said, Amen. Right. What is God's nature like? Most of all, what does God think of you? We look at it in Jeremiah 31, 3. It says, I have, I have loved you, with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. What the Bible is saying, God loves you, he always has, and he always will. The real issue is this, how deeply do we believe it? Life experiences persuade us to believe that one of Satan's most effective strategies is to undermine our our understanding of the love of God. He knows 
that our confidence in God's love tends to be fragile, depending on whether we think our lives are going poorly or well, that God loves us when we please him and withholds his love when we fail. Envisage our loving father as an impatient taskmaster. Friends, it's never how love works with God. His love remains intact and perfect. It remains constant. Our variance is simply imaginary for us to feel his love. You cannot keep God from loving you. It is the heart which experiences God, not the reason. Isaiah 54.10 says, Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Hebrews 13.5, God has said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Friends, there are two circumstances in which we are prone to doubt the love of God. When we are victims of evil and when we are agents of evil. In both cases, the error is in thinking that the presence of evil means the absence of God's love. He has never promised to keep all evil away from us. In fact, he reminds us constantly that evil is around us. We must remember God is always more powerful than the worst the devil can throw at us. 1 John 4, 4 says, because, because, he, because the one who is in you is greater or mightier the one in, than the one who is in the world. When we receive Jesus Christ as Lord, you have the greater one on the inside. How can God love us when we do evil ourselves? Friends, there are consequences to our evil acts. We reap what we sow. But the consequences do not include the loss of God's love. He loves because it is his nature to love. Okay? It is his nature to love. Nothing more, nothing less. Even when we are faithless, God remains faithful. This entire message is about God loves you. He always has and he always will. But it's not enough to say, great to hear, John, and walk away. To know about God's love and not accept it changes nothing in your life. The gift you do not receive is of no value. God has paid a price for your sin, and eternal life is now available to you, but you must receive it. At this very moment, Christ stands at the door of your heart and wants want. Waits. He waits for you to invite him in. It says that in Revelation 3.20. So friends, will you pray with me? Just follow me along in a simple prayer. Just follow me along. Dear Heavenly Father, please forgive me of all my sin. I believe that Jesus is the Christ. He died on the cross for my sin and sickness. Come into my heart, come into my life. I take you as my Lord and Saviour. Amen.
Friends, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, I believe you got born again. Get into a good Bible-based church and give God first place in your life. He has a destiny for you to fulfill that only you can fulfill. But the message for today is from Romans 8.26, He is strong in you. We go to Romans 8.26 here, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. Sometimes people get distracted by what they consider to be a disadvantage or weakness in their lives. It may be something about their personality or looks that they don't like. Or maybe they've been through an unfair situation, a divorce, a bad business deal or a bad break. We all have things that can feel like disadvantages, things that make it harder on us. It may even be a physical handicap. But just because you have a disadvantage, just because you've been through a tough time, <clears throat> doesn't mean you're supposed to sit back and settle where you are. God still has something great for you to do. He, he wants to show himself in and through you. The Holy Spirit wants you to help you when you feel weak. Stay in faith and let God take what you see as a disadvantage and turn it around to an advantage so you can move forward into the abundant life he has for you. In Romans eight twenty six, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. God's word is full with promises <clears throat> for those who have experienced brokenness and disappointment. Why? Because the God that we serve uses broken things to accomplish his greatest miracles. It was the broken alabaster box with all its imperfections that allow the precious anointment, ointment to fall over the beard and body of Jesus in Matthew 26. While this rich aroma filled Mary's house, Jesus was actually being anointed for his divine purpose. Loved ones, it is the crushed rose petal that makes the sweetest perfume. It is the crushed grape that makes new wine. It is the pressed olive that makes the anointing oil. It is the broken ground that receives the seed that makes an abundant harvest possible. Nothing reaches its full potential until it is broken and restored by the hand of God. Friends, move forward into the abundant life he has for you. Amen. Okay. This part of the message will be praying for the sick and the hurting. And friends, have an expectancy. Have an expectancy to be, be touched and healed, miraculously healed today. Matthew eight sixteen and 17 says, When evening came, they brought to him who were possessed with demons, and he cast the spirits with his word and healed all who were sick to fulfill what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. This passage refers to Isaiah 53, 4, which says, he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. The Hebrew word translated griefs means sickness. And the Hebrew word translated sorrows means, in other words, 
means sorrows, which means pains. In other words, when Jesus healed the sick, he fulfilled Isaiah 53. Therefore, we know the context to be that of physical healing is ours. It's crystal clear. Jesus made the provision for the healing of our bodies. The statement, by his stripes we are healed, is affirmed in 1 Peter 2.24. He himself bore our sins in his own body on on the cross, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. By his wounds or by his stripes you were healed. The Bible teaches that by the testimony of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. These three witnesses, Isaiah, Matthew, and Peter, all confirm that by Jesus' stripes, we are healed. Jesus provided healing through the atonement. He gave his life as a ransom for our sins, and he redeemed us from our sickness. Healing is just as much a part of the atonement as salvation. When the price, when the price was paid for the redemption of sin, the price for healing was also paid. We know this, it is, it is true because God's word says, because God's word says so. Take God at his word, it's called faith. Holy Spirit, I pray, if what I've said is from you, then confirm your word with signs, wonders, and creative miracles. Also those that are brokenhearted. And the power of the Lord is present to heal the sick. Lay your hands on the sick and hurting part of your body and believe you have received and you will have. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Son of the living God. I rebuke every form of infirmity. I cast you out. I rebuke every form of disease. I rebuke you in Jesus Christ's name. I rebuke every cancer. You are cursed at the root. I command you to die and I cast you out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I command a reconstructive, recreative miracle to take place right now. Holy Spirit, as I loose your healing power now, your creative miracles are happening right now. Bones, whatever it is, you are being restored and created. I command health and healing into every physical body. And divine health freely flows into the lives of these listeners. I command every life that is in torment, every life that is stressed, I break your power and I command healing. I command you be made whole in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For your name is Jehovah Shalom our peace. I give you praise, Father, that the enemy has been defeated and the peace of God has now healed every broken heart. Every sorrow is lifted right now. Every burden and yoke is destroyed because you, O Lord, are the joy in the morning. You, O Lord, are more than enough. You, O Lord, are our strength and our song and we magnify your holy name. I thank you that you are our righteousness You are our shepherd. You are our divine giver of life. Let the power of this blessing rest upon you and in you and be imparted by you 
when you use God's word in the authority of Jesus' name. Amen. In the authority of Jesus' name. We call on Jesus' name. And know that it is God's will for you to be healed. Believe that you have received and you will have. The Bible says that you you shall be healed. Some some healings uh, take seconds, others minutes, hours, days. But the promise is you shall get well or you shall be healed. And act your faith. Try moving. <clears throat> look for the improvements. Very important. Look for the improvements. Look for the pains to start to subside over seconds, hours, or days. Look for it. Test the area to see if there's an improvement. And know without a shadow of a doubt that it is God's will for you to be healed. And do not let fear come upon you. And use your authority as a believer. Make sure you're living in right relationship with God and each other. We must forgive. No holding on to grudges or being vindictive. And walk in love. Maintain a good confession. Very important. Maintain a, a good confession. Your words are powerful. And do not listen to doubt or unbelief. Turn away from it. And I know that it is God's will for you to be healed. So my prayer for this, my benediction, may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you, giving you his peace. May your sins be forgiven. May your sicknesses be healed. May your brokenness and grief be carried away. May you celebrate with joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. And know the peace of God in the worst of times. Because he is the Prince of Peace. He is the master of the winds and the waves. In Jesus' name, receive this blessing. Shalom. Amen.
Oh, Jesus. 